Welcome to the Spirit Forward Podcast, a show dedicated to the teaching, discussion, and demonstration of the work of the Spirit of Jesus. God bless you, and thanks for listening. Hey, friends. Uh, Ken Scott, Josh Robinson here. We're um, excited to... Josh has visual excitement. I'm just... I just have verbal <laughs> excitement. Excited to follow up on the Spirit Forward Conference after taking a month off to rest and recuperate and um, just excited to follow up on the messages that we've uh, that we got to preach and that we yeah. just, um, saw the Lord bless. So Josh, I just wanted to jump on with you and chat for a few minutes about uh, your message and uh, some of the things that, that I got to speak on as well. And uh, you never you never feel like you got to say everything you wanted to. Well, at least I don't. Maybe it's because yeah, even though I preached for a whole hour, <laughs> right, right. I'm not as good a planner as you are, but uh, so I, I'm sure when I go extemporaneous, I go back and look at my notes and think, "Oh man, I I left a lot." So maybe discuss some things that hit the cutting room floor, and um, uh, the topics which that we covered are topics that deserve um, volumes and volumes, and not just yes. a, an hour or two. So, yes. um, anyways, I thought we'd spend a little time together. Just talking about some heavy te- uh, some of these topics. Um, yeah, man. When you asked, um, I mean, I was I was engaged in Spirit Forward Conference anyway. Man, I would have been a part of it, um, doing anything. But when you asked me to do a lesson, and then when you had asked me to talk about hearing the voice of God, it was a joy. I mean, that is the topic for me because, as I said in in the lesson. I don't think you separate the voice of a person from the person. You don't separate a voice even from their presence. Like even on the Zoom call, man, you know, I'm looking at you and hearing you and um, how much more uh, intimate than a text message, you know, is a face-to-face, voice-to-voice conversation. So coming to the Lord's voice is coming to the Lord. And it's what changed my life. Really, um, man, when I when I was really like introduced to the concept that the spiritual gifts are still active, I wanted power in my ministry, but the Lord really had me settle down and just come to the shepherd. And the shepherd said, my sheep will hear my voice and they know me. They will know me and I know them. And, and there's this um, wonderful relationship and and just sitting with the Lord and, and learning his voice. And, and you come to realize all that ministry work that we do, man, if it doesn't flow out of the presence, then, um, then we're doing nothing. And to me, it was like, I, I really felt incredibly honored, like incredibly privileged because I felt like, dude, I, I got the most important lesson of the week. <laughs> it's like I got the best one. This is the this is the foundation. You know, Jesus delivers, Jesus heals. Um, the ministry of Acts still continues, but it's got to be predicated on on relationship. And um, so, man, I I felt such a joy and such a privilege. And 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 then I gotta say, I mean, I've I don't ever recall preparing a sermon that just came so fluidly. It just, it just flowed. It, and in the preparation time, I was like, it felt like it took 30 minutes. I don't know how long it took to prepare it, but it felt like nothing. It, it was just, it just, the Lord anointed it. And um, so the whole thing 
for me was an absolute joy. Um, I ended up taking that sermon and writing it into a chapter of my book and uh, just got back yesterday from the editor at that chapter. But it was so, like such an awesome lesson. I'm like, oh, man, I need to read this again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I heard from that is that spiritual people don't prepare their sermons very much. That's what I heard you say there. Yeah. So, uh, 30 minutes. That's all. <laughs> you just wing it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, no, it was uh, it was a beautiful message. Um, you know, you shared uh, an illustration about this the guy who listened to uh, to crickets. Yeah. Right. Right. tunes his voice in to hear all these different types of crickets and um we'll have the link to the, the full sermon here to, uh, below but i think that you know that the scriptures really speak to tuning your voice to hearing uh tuning your ears to hear god's voice uh and i, re I was reading this morning in daniel 10 about uh when a messenger looks a whole lot like jesus looks like ezekiel's version of jesus shows up to daniel and he uh, grows weak. He's about to faint. Uh, he's standing on the banks of the Tigris River. And the guys who are with him, they all leave. Um, they get they don't see anything. Daniel sees of it, sees this messenger. The guys who are with him don't see anything, but they leave in terror and fear. But Daniel's been fasting for three weeks. And so he's in a position where as weak and as worn out as he as he is, his eyes and ears are ready to hear from God. Mm -hmm. And um, it just made me think of some of the illustrations used in your sermon. Of course, John 12, when Jesus hears the voice of God, um, the Father says, uh, I am glorifying myself in you. You are bringing me glory. And some say it thundered, right? Some mm -hmm. said yeah, that uh, right. they didn't hear anything at all, or others yeah. just thought they heard thunder, right? So we're, we're um, needing to prepare ourselves, right, to discipline ourselves, train ourselves to hear the voice, just like this guy trains himself to hear these different type of, types of crickets. For Daniel, it was fasting, seeking God's face. So from the day, the moment you started praying, the messenger said, I've been on my way. There was that battle with the Prince of Persia, which we won't rabbit trail, but that's an interesting topic. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Lord comes to him and he can, he can handle it. He has the strength to handle it. He doesn't leave in fear. And Jesus touches him or the messenger touches him. And allows them to hear the voice. And so it's all throughout the scriptures that yes. um, God will strengthen you to hear his voice if you'll surrender to that discipline of, of um, filling yourself with the word of God and pursuing him in prayer and then taking time to listen to what the spirit is saying. Yeah, the voice, you know, even in the Garden of Eden, right, in Genesis 3, after the fall of man in the King James it says that the voice of the Lord came into the garden in the cool of the evening. And um, so just from the very get-go, uh, Wayne Grudem made this statement in Systematic Theology. He said that um, the Lord has a rich history of speaking personally to his people. And yeah, history goes all the way back to the garden. Um, when I started tracking with this stuff and started paying attention, like you're saying, when you pay attention to the word and you realize Oh, Jeremiah was just this guy with the same um, equipment for hearing spirits. And we do. We Everybody has equipment to hear spirits. And, um, you know, we, we're people of Jesus. We tune to one spirit. We tune to the spirit of Jesus. But when you realize, hey, Jeremiah, Isaiah, uh, Adam, we've all got the same equipment 
equipment and then you and then you start looking at like Joshua. You know, Joshua saw an angel the night before Jericho, but then you find Joshua in battle receiving downloads from Yahweh on how to, you know, what's the next step in this battle. And I'm going, man, he's surrounded by his captains, but he's the one hearing the voice. It's not a bullhorn from heaven. And like you, like you said, in John 12, some thought was that thunder, some heard nothing at all. Um, so I, I think there's a real, there's gotta be a real keen awareness on the still small whisper that of of the nature of of god's voice and it's yeah. life yeah you talked about jeremiah being the same guy and it reminded me of james 5 elijah mm. a man such light passions as you know as we are um so we we are you know you read about elijah you think of a, a spiritual superhero right he's like one of the greats jesus yeah. talked about him like one of the greats you know America, we got Captain America. Elijah was Captain Israel, right? I mean, he was just <laughs> this crazy guy. Did the first miracles, first guy to ever do a resurrection miracle. You yeah, know, you're on. like, well, you know, who thinks of that? Who sees uh -huh. a dead boy and thinks that oh, he needs to be alive? Um, but uh, then James says, but he's just like, you know, we're just like him. And Elijah was able to discern the voice of God, right? It wasn't in the fire or the wind or the storm, but he could discern the still small voice, and so. Hey, we're just like him. So yeah. if we can, if we cannot be intimidated by the storm, not be overwhelmed by the wind, and uh, and not flee in fear from the fire, and just tune into the still small voice, we can still hear God today. So whatever whatever drama you're experiencing in life is often just uh, the enemy trying to drown out um, the voice mm, of your yeah. Creator. Hundred percent destruction by distraction. Man, yeah. he he runs all over us just with, you know, flashy little distractions. Um, I, I, in, in terms of learning his voice and in walking out his voice, I, it's like, I never could put a finger on what, what does it mean to walk by faith? You know, to me for so long, it was like, well, I walk by faith because I give a portion of my finances to churches and, you know, oh, I moved my family to a different state to start a church. But like outside of that, I don't know what is walking by faith. Um, and then you come to this place where you're reacting to all those tiny inclinations of the spirit on your heart. And you're realizing, um, man, God wants me to walk over to that person and give them a word or pray over them or hand them money or whatever it is. You know, the Holy Spirit's telling me to minister. And, and so I'm going to do it. And now there's a daily activation. There's a daily engagement in faith. And yes, sometimes it is giving my money to the church. And yes, sometimes it is moving my family somewhere to, to join a different ministry. But in the daily, um, you find you find that it it requires a courage to respond to the little inclination, the little whisper. And not all the time does he give confirmations. I love confirmations. You know, you talk to the Lord, you ask for the confirmation, you put out the fleece kind of a thing, and he gives it. And that, those are awesome. And it gives all kinds of boldness. But sometimes there's there's just like, oh Lord, I need faith. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, my wife tells me I'm guilty of like 
getting a, something from the Lord. And then right away, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if that was the Lord. Yeah. So she teases me all the time. Like the Lord visited you in a dream. It's clear. I'm like, I don't know. I did eat pretty late last night. And, uh, oh, but he speaks specifically to something going on in our world and in, in our lives. And, and it's easy to, to doubt it, you know, or, or get away from it. Um, and, and, and I'm somebody who really strongly believes that the Lord is speaking today. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's very common in a lot of churches that we're familiar with and backgrounds that we're familiar with for people to say, he doesn't speak outside of his word. Mm-hmm. And uh, you address this, you know, very well in your message. But I think it's important even every time we talk about the topic, right, to point out um, all the ways that God does speak outside of his word, because his word promises that he will, right? Yeah, um, yeah um to to say god spoke until he gave the bible until the bible was complete and now he doesn't speak anymore it's like well it almost makes the bible irrelevant right um all these promises that he speaks but you can't use the bible that he gave you (laughs) because you don't believe that the stuff in the bible happens anymore um yeah and and you know i I heard a great illustration from jack Mm. Deere recently about joshua joshua 1 8 is immerse yourself in the Bible, immerse yourself in the law, right? Joshua only had what Moses gave him, Genesis through Deuteronomy. I want you to immerse yourself in this. And then right after he tells him that, Joshua has to go seek the mind of the Lord on the matter of, um, I activated Siri. <laughs> Joshua has to go seek, Joshua has to go seek the, the mind of the Lord on the matter of AI. So he's got the law, that he's immersed in um, and told to stay in, but then he still needed the voice of God on a specific issue that was re- relating to what had happened that day. And the Lord is still speaking to us, right? That's his right. word promises that he's still speaking to us. We're still hearing his voice. And uh, he's still like, like he told the churches in revelation two and three, he still wants us to hear what the spirit is saying, because there's things that he wants us to know about our current day. I do think that, there's there's a nobility to the cessationist. I I think that the nobility that was in my heart for so long was a sincere reverence for the Bible, you know, and it was like um I put all my stock into the scriptures. And I wrote this into my book, but I I really feel like what the cessationist inadvertently does is place the gifts on the same plane as the scriptures. The scriptures are the scriptures. Um, and yet if if the cessationist says, well, we no longer need the gifts of prophecy, we no longer need the voice of the Lord because we have the complete canon of scripture, I think what we're doing is we're saying, well, then those serve the same function. And now the function's here instead of here. But those they're not on uh, – just looking into the Bible – uh, we can find that prophetic ministry does not serve the same purpose as the Bible. So, I mean, the Bible is universally binding. What it means for me, it means for you. And it's it's the same standard for for all of us. And yet the voice of the Lord works in my life in a way that holds me accountable, that does not hold you accountable. God didn't tell me to start a church in Westchester. Uh, you know, so I'm not in disobedience because I'm in Florida. So yeah, yeah. while the Bible has its universal standard, uh, the prophetic voice of the Lord is what we have to have uh, in order to rightly follow him. 
in decision-making and, and, you know, raising our family and building businesses and, and, um, ministering, doing the work of the kingdom. It's, and, and that's what we find where it's like, you know, the Macedonian call, you know, Paul come here or, or Agabus getting the word. He ties up his hands with a belt and he says, Hey, whoever owns this belt's going to get arrested if he goes into Jerusalem. And of course it's Paul's belt. And what that is that Bible? Is that, is that a universally binding doctrine or was that a word for a, for one particular Christian? So I think even when we use the Bible and we, and we, you know, adhere to it as sola scriptura people, then you go, oh, well, the prophetic ministry has its place that is not the same function at all as scriptures. And um, so I think the, I think that the, the men and women who are, are holding the Bible in such a high esteem um, can actually inadvertently, accidentally elevate the gifts onto the same plane as, as scripture. And, um, well, that's just not the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a different hermeneutic, right? Um, when you approach the scriptures, understanding that they are, um, they're activating faith in you today. And the things that they're activating are like things that you're reading in scripture. Um, you know, when I read about Elijah, it should activate faith in me that the Lord wants to use me yes. like he used Elijah. And he wants to do some things in my life totally. uh, because we still have plenty of Ahabs in the world. And we still got plenty of um, alternative idolatrous religions in the world. Like, like Elijah had to deal with, with uh, uh, Baal worship, Baal worship and uh the uh worship of ashtoreth and all that there's there's still a need for a remnant to stand up and um uh, preach the gospel of jesus or in elijah's day right preach the truth of who yahweh is and so i i want to read that story and be activated and and understand like james told his new testament church about elijah understand that um there's a lot from his life that we can glean from hearing the voice of God, walking in the power of God. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just an endless topic. So what are some resources that uh, have helped you outside of the Bible, um, but Bible-based resources that have helped you in in just growing in um, hearing God's voice? Yeah. Amen. Um, Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say something prior to the God's voice part of it. Um, but for me, what was necessary on my part was repentance. Um, because I had behaved in a certain way, believed in a certain way, um, taught a certain way about the Holy Spirit, I had actually quenched him. I had grieved him, which which requires repentance. And there was no breakthrough in my life, um, even though um, I had come to the point where I could, I could, um, doctrinally i could teach both sides of it right i could teach the cessationist side i could teach the continuationist side but there was no personal breakthrough until i repented of um the way i had chosen to uh operate in 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 whatever religious way i was doing so the repentance part was absolutely necessary and following that the lord started allowing certain things to fall into place. Um, So this is a bit off topic, but 
like I'm pretty sure the first book I had grabbed following that repentance was Michael Heiser's Unseen Realm. And, and in that experience, there was a lot of Bible data. I mean, I've had 30 years of Bible data that started falling into place. And, you know, suddenly I'm having all these aha moments, most of which we would recognize as revelation, revelation from the Holy Spirit, or or at least illumination, right? And so all these aha moments are happening. And suddenly, um, suddenly it's like I had a new mind, you know, my mind had been renewed. My heart was softened um, to where I was actually listening to people I didn't previously listen to. So then, so then on the voice of God, um, I think the first author that um, was recommended to me was Mark Verkler, The Four Keys to Hearing God, Four Keys to Hearing Hearing God's Voice, baby. I think so. Four Keys. Um, And and Verkler's super in depth um, in his, in his uh, thought processes. He, he really fleshes things out. He goes deep. Uh, He's a great thinker, a great thinker. Um, and I remember wrestling with some of his stuff early on, especially when he was addressing like new age concepts, because us Westerners, I'm not even going to say biblicists, I'm going to say Westerners, Westerners um, have become, you know, so like idolatrous or consumed with with uh, education, higher education, especially, you know, we we want everything to look like a college classroom. You know, we turn the house of prayer into a house of preaching. And we've we've made it into some college classroom experience where we come in, we get a thing, we walk out, we never even obey it. But here's, here's this concept of meditating on the Lord and opening your heart. And, and you're going, Hmm, this kind of feels new age because I look over there and they're the ones that meditate. They're the ones that use soaking music. They're the ones that, you know, and, and yet, you know, Tim Mackey addressed this in one of his recent sermons. He said, you know, the Bible is an Eastern book. It's in Mm -hmm. an Eastern context. Sure. Um, and and so I wrestled a little bit early on. I wrestled with Verkler's um, a, a addressing the new age stuff, and he, you know, him and like Jack Deere said the same thing. Those are just counterfeits, and any counterfeit is based on an original that has value. Nobody would make a three dollar counterfeit because there's no three dollar original. There's no value. So any kind of a counterfeit is based on something with value. And um, so when people say to me stuff like, well, you know, the Hindus speak in tongues, I'm like, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. For, number one, we all have the same equipment. And and number two, um, they're counterfeiting something that is legitimate. And um, yeah, Satan's not a creator, right? Like, yeah, totally. We, we, we give him credit for creating these things. And uh, he's imitating something that um, he wants to use to get us off track. So uh but Peter Lord, so you brought up the cricket illustration, and um, if somebody hasn't heard the sermon, the cricket illustration that Peter Lord told was that a guy in his church um, did his doctoral work in identifying crickets according to the sounds of their chirps. And last I heard, Peter Peter Lord's in heaven now, but last I heard, he said 225 types of cricket chirps this guy could identify. And, um, and so it's like the guy doesn't have special ears. He has the same hearing capacity as all of us, but he's put he's put the attention into listening and identifying. So the the takeaway is 
none of us have special ears in terms of hearing God. Uh, the Lord says, he that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. And that's all of us. We all can hear. So listen. And that was that was the takeaway. Peter Lord's book is, I think, my favorite probably on the topic of hearing God. I think it's just called Hearing God. Um, he's a lot more like uh, down to earth, lay, lay person, street level and communicating than, than like Verkler or some of the other guys. I think Randy Clark's intimacy with God is an awesome one. Um, it's not just hearing God, but he, he, he also moves into like ministering out, out, out of the voice. So yeah. intimacy with God, it's like the starting point is me and Jesus in love walking mm -hmm. together, me and Abba growing, uh, in our relationship. But then Randy includes ministering out of that. And he has awesome testimonies and stuff. That, that's a good one. Intimacy with God. Yeah, I would think two that have helped me that I would recommend are um, A Simple Guide for Hearing God by Pete Gregg. Mm. And um, man, that's well, of the books I've read this year. I think that's my favorite. Um, and he just does a good job of walking through some of those ways that God speaks and, and some of the common objections. And then Jack Deere just re-released Surprised by the Voice, which is called now Why I'm Still Surprised by the Voice of God. And I've been enjoying that. It's like visiting an old friend because I've read the original uh, several years ago. Um, and both of those have helped me. You know, we talked one lesson that we talked, and I'll go off script here a little bit, but uh, on Tuesday morning of the conference, uh, after you spoke, we had a panel and then we talked about uh, rejection. And so when you talked about intimacy with God and, you know, knowing the love of God, I feel like it's a good, a, a little bit of a tangent for us, but important to see the relevance there. That one reason we can't hear God's voice is because we've um, quenched the spirit. And so you talk about repentance. And I think another common reason we don't hear God's voice um, beside that, in addition to that, is this um, struggle with rejection we have, right? We're, totally, we're almost yeah. orf orphaned and cut off from the Father's love. And if you're convinced that God loves you, um, and uh, you are, as Paul prayed, one of the great apostolic prayers in Ephesians, right? If you're, the love of Christ is, is passing into your heart, you're filled with the presence of Christ, and uh, you would know the love of Christ, which, which surpasses knowledge, right? When you get to that place, where he loves you that much and, and you can feel that love and experience that love, then you're going to, you're going to experience his voice. Yeah. Um, and so we've got to deal with these, um, the, the wound of rejection causes us Amen. to be convinced yeah. that the, um, only the enemy can speak to us. It, it is a, a wound that breeds a lie of loneliness and it keeps us from hearing his voice. And, um, uh, because we're we're busy hearing self-rejection. We're busy hearing lies about ourselves. We're busy spewing lies about others. Um, it's a very yeah, demeaning, man. demeaning voice. I read when you mentioned Jack Deere's book, I actually read that or or a portion of it prior to my repentance. I, that might have been the first book Jared sent to me um, back in 2019. And it was like, I read it too soon, right? I, I, because my heart was still hardened and because I was still broken and, um, so condemning of myself, you know, and all the things that it was too soon. And so that was when I actually revisited this year 
And now, now it's like, oh man, you know, here's this guy who uh, sure. Dallas Theological Seminary, Baptist background. I'm like, God, this is our story that, you know, I love this book, but it was definitely, you know, so much of this, it cannot be accepted just intellectually. We are, not, we are not just talking about gaining more data or gaining more information. And so many, so many people raised, like we've been raised who are probably going to listen to this, um, probably have come to that point where it's like, I just need to hear a little more to be convinced. I just need to get, you know, what, what's the, what is the resource? What is the sermon? What is the, um, and it's like, boy, there's, there's a lot of it that has to be experienced. And first Peter, he says, you know, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If you have experienced that the Lord is good, you know, you can't grow until you've had these experiences until you've known that, yeah, truly Yahweh is so, so good. And I recommend, I'm sure you do the same exact thing. And um, I mean, I've sent people to you up there in Ohio, but it's like, I recommend to people all the time, you can read a book, but man, you have got to get into a church, into a space, go visit a space and just say, I need to hear from the Lord. Would you speak over me? Would you pray over me? Prophesy over me? I need to hear from Jesus. And um, putting yourself into a position where the Holy Spirit can minister to you uh, is going to do far more than um, all the volumes you could read. Yeah. And that's why we have Spirit Forward Conference. Amen. You set me up for a shameless plug, right? <laughs> uh, get people into a place uh, yeah. where um, everyone is hungry for God's presence. And um, the leadership and the whole plan is to make space for him to move and speak. And, you know, those experiences require stepping out. Yes. Um, and you, you almost have to be allowed to strive a little bit, right? Like, uh, mm. when you, when you decide, Oh, I'm, I'm going to pursue the things of God. We don't do it in a way of naturally, we don't do it in a way of Jesus is my rest. We all, all of a sudden default to, I'm going to work my way into yeah. hearing the voice of God. It's like, no, it, he speaks to us out of grace and love. And, uh, but you need space for, um, you know, when we're on our journey at the Father's House, our church in Westchester, um, our first prayer meetings were like, okay, we're going to try this gift out. And none of us, none of us have ever done this. So yeah. um, we're just going to try. And as a leader, I'll protect us, right? I'll make sure that no heresy happens here. We know the word, <laughs> but we're going to let you just listen. And then you're going to tell us what you think you heard from the Lord. And then we're going to evaluate it to see if that was God or not. And sometimes people would say something like, no, that wasn't God. That was the flesh. Um, but you know, just that atmosphere, um, it felt loving, it felt safe and it caused people to just grow leaps and bounds in, um, experiencing God. Um, and, and and you have the, you have the scriptures right there as your foundation to say, you know, that sounds like God, look at all these ways that God spoke similar ways in the scriptures. And it was beautiful. So you're right. You gotta, you gotta get in a, an atmosphere, um, where people are all hungry for the Lord, loving Jesus. And, um, that, man, that, that really, really helps. So, oh, yeah. okay. Well, we went 30 minutes on your sermon and, uh, if you want to listen to it, we'll have the link attached to this, but, um, I hope, you know, I know when I listen to it as a believer in the topic and as one who's read on the topic, the sermon made my heart burn, uh, just to, to hear more mm -hmm. from the Lord, um, your fit, uh, acronym, and the the things they represent now, now i've said it i've got frequency intimacy what's the t again tenacity tenacity okay 
yeah, so the the three things that are needed in pursuing his voice and um, letting him be our shepherd, our father, our yeah. friend, um, you know, those are super, super helpful. And so encourage anyone who's, who's made it this far with us in this conversation to tune into the message and uh, and then just jump in on the journey. Um, God is speaking to his people. He's given us a guarantee that as uh, his sons and daughters, we can hear the voice of the Lord as sheep. We have a good shepherd who's speaking to us, right? John 10, you've already referenced. And as um, uh, a part of the body, the spirit is speaking. And um, listen, yes. if you have an ear, listen to what the spirit is saying to the church. And uh, so hopefully this conversation has has moved that ball a little uh, down the field for you a little bit and just growing. Like, I, I do think the Lord is speaking to me. And, um, that's even, you know, it's, it's, so the, the atmosphere of the body, you just said the body is speaking, um, to me, what was so, uh, impactful about spirit forward a few weeks ago was seeing all the ministers that you guys brought from father's house. And I don't know how many we had on our altar team, you know, like what 30 people or something, and um, boy, there was a point where a lady came over to me and said, I, I really want for you to go uh, talk to my family member. And uh, she's pointing this guy out and she wanted a pastor to go talk to him. And I was not able to leave my post. I couldn't go. And and she says, well, all right, maybe I'll go get these two guys. And she got uh, two of the lay people from your church, two of the, two of the guys. And they went back and a few minutes later are like yanking demons out of this dude and ministering over him. And, you know, you you realize, oh, you don't need a pastor. You need the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is in the pastor and is in the lay people. It's in the community. I was so motivated um, seeing how well you and Jared have trained your people. I know what I know what what effort has gone into that. But it motivated me to um, bolster our our community down here. But could you tell us? I mean, you're so well situated in the in the Midwest. If if there's somebody listening that says, "I don't know of a church where I could go and 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 trust them to not be heretical," what do you guys do on throughout the week where somebody could come visit you and experience the work of the Spirit? Yeah. So we have <clears throat> we have. Um been able to develop a, a pretty good prayer ministry and um, a, a, an early step on the journey of wanting more with the Holy Spirit is inner healing. And just uh, being able to walk through, you know, it's it's based on James 5. Um, confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another. The prayer of faith will save, heal, and deliver the sick. And not just a physically sick, right? We've got a lot of emotional illness in us. Certainly, there's dozens of other passages that speak to this. But um, so our our um, ministry is um, set up to um, try to to try to help people walk through forgiveness and acknowledge some of the inner wounds that they felt and uh, help them uh, silence some of those voices that come in to infect those wounds, right? The, the devil operates in our pain. And, uh, and so we have this desire in our soul, right? David said, my, my soul longs for you. My flesh thirsts for you. Uh, Psalm 63, one, um, mm -hmm. we have a desire in our soul. It hungers for God. 
we also have wounds in our soul and our spirit that keep us from hearing God. And so if we can um, heal the, the, the sources of those pain, of that pain, then the enemy no longer has a place to operate. And it clears up our spirit to hear from the Lord, to discern more uh, illumination from, from the Bible. And, uh, and so that's, that's one thing that we, we've been privileged to do for the last couple of years and had people drive in, fly in and, uh, give prayer. We try to keep it at two hours. Uh, some people, uh, it takes a little longer. Uh, I joke with my wife, hers was like four and a half hours. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, yeah. but you know, it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's just, um, the body of Christ serving one another, right? Spiritual gifts are supposed to build each other up the glory of Jesus. You're, you're talking about a, a private prayer room. Somebody can call the church and schedule a time where they can get some deep cleaning, some deep help. So you guys are, you know, pr the prayer concierge, you can get a custom tailored uh, deliverance, yeah. inner healing experience. And so, yeah. so that's available. Now you guys have an awesome Wednesday night prayer time. Yeah. It's uh yeah we just in fact uh, our elders just met and we talked about it again for for ninety minutes because it's so important to us that even though we love what's happening we really want to be stewards of it and so a couple years ago um, actually because of COVID we went away from small groups and we'd seen a lot of breakthrough in our small our small groups and we just combined in a larger space because you know they were frowning on you bringing lots of people in a tight space we had like thirty five people each night, multiple nights in my house. Hmm. So we met in our church as one group and we've never stopped. And um, our goal on Wednesday nights is to have an hour of prayer and then to minister to each other like we'd minister to Jesus. And so a lot of times people will come, maybe they're off time for that two hour prayer room. Maybe they're freaked out by the idea of sitting in a, in a room and having uh, a time for prayer. They'll come to the public prayer meeting and we'll put him in a chair because our, our belief is that if Jesus came in, we would put him in a chair and I'll sit at his feet. Totally. And so we, we'll, we'll put whoever comes in, we'll love on them like we love on Jesus. Uh, now, if Jesus were there, we'd let him talk. But if you're there, we'll put you in a chair and we'll pray and listen to what the Lord has for you. And it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful. Uh, I, had a, I had a missionary friend who, who called and he wanted to come. And I told him what we do on Wednesday nights. And you could tell he didn't believe in it, but he wanted the support. So he came and uh, <laughs> after two hours, I cut it off. I was like, all right, that's good. It's late enough. Our people were praying and sharing what the Lord was saying. Tears were flowing. We walked out and he said, what just happened in there? I'm like, well, what just happened? God, God was speaking. How did they know all that? I said, well, first Corinthians 14, you know, when, right. when the voice of God is speaking through his people, um, the person receiving it will walk away and say, uh, surely the voice of the Lord is there uh -huh. and, uh, uh, and they'll fall down on their face or they'll weep. Worship. They'll get very emotional and worship because God's God is present. And Wait, so people fall me. down, people fall down people on their face, on their <laughs> face. And, uh, yeah, I know, uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's a YouTube, uh, uh, video for that one too. Uh, we answer the question, why do people fall down? Because, uh, it is Good a controversial question. thing, but, um, no, for most, at our prayer meetings, most people, lay down on their face and pray and so last week we all walked around the auditorium and prayed and about halfway through um maybe half of us were on our face crying it was like man the lord was there so he's given us something special um and it's unique from week to week but 
but uh, one common thing is that the Lord's been present. That's right. So, um, and yeah, you've got right. a, uh, I think your prayer time is on Sunday night, right? And right. Zero? Yep. Yeah. So we, um, we, you know, John three, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he said, you don't know where the wind comes from or where it's going. And that's the same way with the Holy spirit. And so we, you can't um, force the Holy spirit into some formula. And so, like you said, you got to stay loose. You, you, you know, and I don't think that means you have to be spontaneous. I think, I think it means that each and every time you come to the Lord and you say, Lord, you're the shepherd, where are you leading us? And that can be ahead of time or spontaneously, but for us, that means um, we're coming in where we know we're going to worship. I mean, Holy Spirit loves to worship Jesus and we worship until Holy Spirit's content. And um, that varies, you know, sometimes, sometimes he's going to move us into a direction that results in a strong intercession. Uh, we have, we have strong intercessors in our church who love to, to go to, we're actually going to be splitting splitting our time probably a lot of a lot of weeks um having like the intercession team kind of go over this direction the prophetic team go over here and um we do like you it's just one assembly at our church building but um there are some who wait on the lord they listen and they want to receive from the lord and speak out what the lord is speaking others are just on fire to pray inter to intercede and uh so i want to make space for both of those groups but in the course of a of a prayer meeting, um, it's Holy Spirit's so effective, man. He's so effective. Like it, it could be a fifteen minute meeting, and uh, if that's all you know, he's he needs like he'll he'll use fifteen minutes. But man, there'll just be these times where we're praying over somebody. There's multiple confirmations coming from around the room where this person is seeing or hearing the exact same thing that this person is seeing. And on your own, that might seem obscure. Like you said at the beginning, you said sometimes you have a dream and you doubt it. And Candace, like, why are you doubting? But, you know, when, when you're solo, it's it's difficult. But when you sure. got somebody who saw the same exact thing, then you say, oh, that was the Lord. And total confidence in that one. And so the the room, the community is so intensely important for confidence, for faith, for strength. I mean, uh, Sunday night this week, um, I was not the the primary leader in the room i was needing prayer you know so i was mm -hmm. in there receiving and letting let you know i wasn't i wasn't balto at the front of the dog sled like they were they were pulling me sunday night and uh, they were doing the heavy lifting and that then they lifted me man and i mean 20 minutes later my fire was back and um i was oh. i was in the fray with the rest of them so i dude there's for those that get involved in these prayer meetings, it is a unanimous uh, agreement that it's our favorite time of the week. You know, the preaching hour is awesome and the worship is awesome. But those prayer meetings where it's like, you know, the demons are getting cast out and, and God is speaking such beautiful love over his people. And um, I, there's just no price you can put on that. And people that come to these things, they're there to stay. You know, there's no, there's no time constraint. There's, it's just, uh, um, how deep can we go into the father's heart? Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. All right. So next time we talk, we want to talk about deliverance. Amen. You know, we talked about pulling demons out. Yes. And so those are, those are scary phrases for people who have, yeah. uh, who don't have a context for that.
And so we'll talk about that. And I think we can relate it to uh, the Monday night service that we had at Spirit Forward. So we'll recap with that. Um, okay. How do people connect with you, Josh? If they want to connect, you've got a book coming out. Um, you've got a great ministry to people around the country that's just growing where people have reached out and be able to pray with them um, and encourage them. You are an encourager. You've got a lot of spiritual gifts, but one of them is just the gift of encouragement. So how can people connect with you? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm on Facebook, um, Joshua Robinson. My my church is Vera Beach Baptist Church. The website is verabeachbaptist.com. Um, so by that website, you could send me an email or or a phone call. And and as far as encouragement goes, I think that probably flows out of the fact that I adore uh conversation. I endure I I adore uh fellowship, you know, and like this morning it was just a pastor asking prayer for a thing. And I sensed like, there's, there's a fatigue on this pastor. And so if there's nothing I would rather do. Pastor's tired. Pastors get tired. (laughs) Yeah. It's only Tuesday. What's he doing? That's right. (laughs) But you know, you find these things and you go, Oh, I'm going to go love on this guy for, for a minute and um, help him remember what the father says about him and how powerful Jesus is, you know? Um, Yeah. So that 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 is my heart. I love it. But um, and so to that end, man, I take text messages and and um, Marco Polos and phone calls, and uh, I you know anyone can reach out to me, and I'll spend some time with them. Yeah, we'll throw a, a email address or something here in the link. Sure. And um, if you uh, want to listen to Josh's message, you know the message from Spirit Forward. Jump on our website, spiritforward.faith, and we've got links to the 2021 playlist, the 2022 playlist uh, of the uh, services. Yeah. Um, and Josh has been good. Thanks for the conversation. Looking forward to next time. Yes. Um, if you've watched this far, or maybe tuned in halfway through and you're still with us, uh, I just hope that you will uh, continue pursuing the voice of God. He still speaks. He's got great things to say to you. And... Um, And thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. For more resources, please visit spiritforward.faith. And until next time, may God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you.